before we get him on, but we shouldn't leave our first guest of the day waiting any longer. This man is the reigning Australian Cup winning trainer. He, he has probably forgotten more of the winners uh, that he's had over this time than we've known about because he's had so very many. One of the preeminent trainers in the industry, Anthony has a party. Hello to you, mate. Yeah, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, great, Anthony. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, look, you have been our informed trainer the last couple of weeks. We've tipped uh, your greyhound, Easy Choice, to get up in the first race of our first two shows, and you've delivered for us. Uh, before we get in any further, thoughts on his efforts today in our next race? Yeah, look, she's well boxed again. Um, I can't see why she can't run a really good race again, and she's, um, as soon as I stepped her up, she's really performing really well over 600, and I think she's going to be a really nice stayer, so that's what I'm sort of heading towards with her. But, no, I, I think she'll be very hard to beat again. Fantastic. Uh, that, that gives me confidence for my tip. Uh, yeah. Go on. Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I've got to say, uh, just we talk about my previous times in training greyhounds too, and, and there's a little story I will get into just quickly about Anthony. Uh, I had a greyhound called Crump, and I had to go up to Dapto for uh, uh, the Megastars, a Group 1 race, to trial him. You'd never seen the track. And uh, I needed somewhere to stay because I had to work all day, drive through the night to get there. This is that short notice. Trial the dog at Dapto the next morning, and then I needed somewhere to stop. And Anthony kindly took me in. I went and stopped at his place for a few hours. Him and Kylie looked after me terrific. The dog got a kennel in the kennels to cool down because it was a warm day. I got a place to sleep and they fed me and then I was back on my way on that road that night. And uh, that's generally how the trainers work. They all help each other out. But I, I really was grateful for Anthony's effort that day and his help. Um, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to point that out in terms of Anthony's that's character. A, that is a very nice story. Anthony, do you want those rumours getting around about how good a bloke you are? I was trying to keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was, uh, yeah, look, we all help each other and, yeah, we, yeah, it was it was good to, yeah, get to know each other and all, you know, it's really good. The ground, the ground trainer, we all help each other. It's really good, you know. I should finish that story off. I uh, went back the next week and ran nowhere, so it didn't pay off, but <laughs> <laughs> story for another day. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, a greyhound that you, you've had that took the world by storm uh, previously. Now it's Stud Whisker. Riot won the Melbourne Cup. Uh, tell us a bit about him and uh, some of the wins he had. Yeah, look, he's always, from day one, he's always looked like he's going to be something special, but till you start racing them, you don't know, you know, and some of them, like, go on with it, some don't, but he obviously did, and he's always been a lovely dog, and, yeah, he's been a personal favourite of mine, not because what he's won or whatever, it's just the type of dog he is. He's a very nice, quiet, gentle dog, and He's sort of a one-man dog, if you know, like, he always looks for me in the morning and, yeah, look, he's a, just an absolutely wonderful dog to have around and, oh, mate, I'm so proud of him, what he achieved, you know. Who, Anthony, who do you think would be the heir to the Azapati throne now that, uh, of course, uh, the aforementioned uh, is now enjoying a, a life of luxury? Who, who, who is the heir to the throne there as the, 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 the king or queen of your kennel? Ah, look, um, not, we've got some really nice young dogs, but I've got a dog here, his name is Special Victim. Um, I think he's going to go places, I'll be honest. Um, he's, mm. he's going so well at the moment. And, Running at um, Sandown tomorrow, I think. Yeah, he's racing at Sandown tomorrow. He, he's, he, he's, I just think he's ready to take off, you know, and yeah, I think he'll be a really nice dog in the future for us anyway. 
sprinter, stayer, or somewhere in between? I reckon he'll be a stayer. Uh, he, he, his strength is unbelievable. Um, his trial times always been fast, but it's always at the end. And I think he'll make a really nice stay if he can run the journey out, that's for sure. I've got another question for you, Anthony. Uh, I want to take you back to earlier in the year uh, at the Meadows, Group 1 night, Australian Cup, Fernando's Ooh, yes. Riot. Uh, wasn't the favourite, uh, Whiskey Riot, the kennel mate, had had all the claims, but was in a risky box out wide in the eight. Take us through that night and uh, and the feelings and emotions of, uh, of winning that race mm. and what it meant to you. Yeah, uh, it was unbelievable. But, yeah, we had a sneak, like, he, Fernando's right... We thought he was boxed okay. We, we thought, right, the seven wants to go right. He's going, probably going to crash our other dog up. And we knew the five began really good and want to head to the rails. And we just had that little feeling, you know, if Fernando Wright can get, get to a nice position like he does, he's very strong. And when, we got, when he got the second, I saw Reed got taken out in the first turn. And when, I got, when he got the second, I honestly... I, never feel so confident because I know how strong he was, you know, and when he passed that line first, just I thought of the owners because their first time, that's their first time having a ground and they're very good friends of ours, very close friends and yeah, look, the the, the feeling's amazing, mate, you know, it it was just overwhelming because that dog won it because everyone expected, you know, Whiskey to win it, but him to win has always been his under, he's always been below his brother and he stepped up to the mark and got a really nice race under his belt. That was, a, yeah, amazing feeling, really. A beautiful story, Anthony. Oh, before we let you go, um, as a senior and a statesman in the industry, how proud are you of, of Greyhound Racing, of the way it's been able to get through COVID-19? You know, splitting the Group 1s was a big call, but it's paid off. Sandown's been tremendous. You know, the Meadows on a Wednesday, the Meadows on a Saturday night, and then the Grade 8 races that both are doing. So many innovations, um, you know, they've really been able to, to strive through this and, and go from strength to strength and maybe have uncovered, you know, some some things and ways to do things that might last forever more. How proud are you of, of the industry and the way it's got through this time? No, I couldn't be any prouder, mate. You know, it just shows how how great it's run. You know, very proud to be part of Victoria Racing because even every other state done really well as well. And mm. But to get through what we've we've got through, we can get through anything. Yeah. Oh, that's personally my opinion. You know, like, it was a very big challenge. There's a lot of different um, avenues they had to take, but we had to take. And, mate, you couldn't be any happier with the job they've done, GRV. You know, they, they've done a marvellous job and they're always one step ahead of everything. And, yeah, that's why we kept racing. And without them, we'll be sitting at home not racing. So they've done a magnificent job and nah, they should be very proud of themselves as well. Uh, Anthony, we're very proud to have got you on the show today. And when we're allowed, I think one day it'd be remiss of us not to get you in studio for the whole show, uh, just to sit with us and just to cast your expert eye over proceedings on a race day. We'd love that. But, mate, go well today. We'll be keeping an eye right on Easy Choice to see if uh, she can go three in a row for us and then special victim of Circled for tomorrow. Good luck uh, with both of those and, and with what's upcoming for you. No worries. I appreciate it. Anytime. Live on SEN Track. You're listening to the Midweek Meadows with Sam Hargraves and Troy Iwanek.
Uh, wrapped to have your company, Midweek Meadows, the next race eight, the Victorian Business Challenge is 11 minutes away. We're going to delve into that very soon, revealing the businesses that have got themselves in and attached themselves to a greyhound in the race and who they've managed to get to run for their business. Uh, of course, you can get involved with us at any time. 0499 736 736 is the number. Sam Hargraves, with the man that you want to direct all your questions to, our expert, is Troy Iwanek. He's been an owner, he's been a trainer, he's a director. Uh, he's forgotten more about greyhound racing than most of us will ever know. So if you'd like to ask him a question, if you'd like to give us some tips of your own, 0499 736 736 is the number. Or you can call us, 1300 2355. 48. Troy, uh, the Victorian Business Challenge is up next. Um, this has been just a fantastic initiative and we have just been inundated with people wanting to get involved. Yeah, look, it's, it's fantastic. Um, like we said before, it's all about community, giving back. And uh, for those that have gone through a tough time like everyone has, uh, a bit of promotion uh, and a bit of fun along the way too. So get a dog next to your name and uh, if that dog wins, like we said, $250 promotion and a race named after you next week. It's oh, $250 voucher when Meadows opens up, I should clarify that. But, yeah. It's it's brilliant. And and what you never know what might come of it too, especially for businesses that might not have had much exposure to greyhound racing before. Just by having a little bit of involvement here, it might open them up to a, what might end up being a lifelong enjoyment and passion of a new sport. Oh, look, definitely. Um, that's how greyhound racing starts for all of us. You, you just mm. get a little bit of a taste to it and then before you know it, you're hooked onto it. And it's very hard to leave the industry once you're in it because it's, it's very addictive. How did you get involved? Uh, that's a, probably a long story, but uh, the parents used to have horses when I was very young yeah. uh, in, in the th- uh, standard breeds. Um, we got out of that and got a business um, and then eventually started, just as a bit of a, a fun thing, decided to own a couple of dogs. Um, and my brother and I grew up helping trainers and, and catching dogs and then getting our licences all the way through. Um, planned to start a rearing farm in WA and unfortunately uh, we got a couple of dogs in and they just blossomed and we end up being trainers and that's how it sort of happened isn't that fantastic uh it could be just like that for you so victorian business challenge if you want to get involved in next week you can all you need to do is text us your business name and midweek meadows in the text message to one uh, to zero four double nine seven three six seven three six zero four double nine seven three six seven three six we'll draw uh the winners out next week ahead of next week's Midweek Meadows on Wednesday. You'll get your business name if you're lucky enough to be drawn out attached to a greyhound in the race. And as we say, if you win that race, $250 voucher to the Meadows once it reopens, plus a race named after your business. And then, uh, of course, all the uh, digital promotion that comes with that when people are watching the race. Um, Let's go through this week's winners. Absolutely. All right. So uh, seven dog field this week. So we've got seven people in, into involved. Uh, box one, we've got Say Hi, and that is being allocated to Cello Bags Australia. I think that's how we pronounce it, Cello, C-E-L-L-O. Uh, box two, we've got Grudge. Uh, that's going to Winning Formula. Box three, Brady's Shout. That's going to Anko Bolt Engineering. Box four, Fly High Billy, going to BST Services. Box six, My Word Shirley for Transworks. Box seven, Who Dat Opal, BCA Inspections. And box eight, the pink box out wide, Monster Harley is going to Melbourne RV Group. Rightio. Now, um, we might have had a late scratching. Oh, have we? <laughs> In the race. Oh, we have too. We have to. Uh, and look, this is, and, and don't be disappointed if this is your business because this is part and parcel uh, of it. But what we will guarantee you is if you're, 
if your business was attached to the dog that was scratched, then you will go in next week. Yeah, we so, can definitely do that. Yep. So unfortunately, for our very good friends at Melbourne RV Group, Monster Harley unfortunately has been scratched. But rest assured, Melbourne RV Group, you will be in next week's race, okay? So... What was now, what was a seven-dog uh, race, Triwonic, is now a six-dog race. So that just opens it up even more it does. for the businesses who are in. Makes this a very interesting race. Uh, Go through each runner. And, and just so, because for, for a lot of these businesses, they may not know much about the dog. Um, so you're our expert. So let's go through a box at a time just to give a little insight to the businesses and uh, about what they're getting and who their dog is. Yeah, look, uh, box one, um, we've got Say Hi. Now, it's... Probably suited from the inside. It's uh, It's got a record of uh, five placings from eight starts. Uh, definitely a chance here, mm. but probably needs to lead this race. Um, box two, we've got Grudge. Um, look, probably not a bad record from the draw. Six uh, placings all up from 12 starts. Uh, probably the outsider, not racing in great confidence, but uh, it only takes one turnaround in form in one race to suddenly get your confidence back. So, not again, not not to be considered. Brady's Shout, now this is an interesting runner, uh, actually raced in mm. a 600 metre race on Saturday night at the Meadows. Um, I didn't think it was a bad run. Uh, dropping obviously back here to the uh, 500, uh, definitely a chance uh, and probably doesn't have to lead but needs to be near the front somewhere uh, but could get a great run here. And it has some late speed, doesn't it? It does. It's quite strong. As I said, dropping back from the further distance and, and coming back to a 500. So if it's sitting close, definitely an each-way chance. Um, I don't think you can discount her at all. Uh, oh, sorry, him at all. Uh, Fly High Billy in the four. Uh, look, great effort from the track, two from two. So does like racing here. Um, this is a rising class but, uh, again... You know, doesn't with the vacant boxes now in five and a vacant box in eight, could find a little bit of room as well. Um, we go to the six dog, my word, Shirley. Uh, this mm. greyhound, we, we did speak before in the tips. The uh, trans works, yep. So this greyhound absolutely flew around sale recently. Um, very impressive. Didn't begin quite as well last start, uh, but looks to be a greyhound that if it's anywhere near the lead, can run very quick sectionals. So... Definitely a great chance. From the six box, it's had seven starts for six placings. Um, definitely, like I said, it just needs a bit of room early and it's going to find that in this race. It's got had a couple of wins in a row too and he's into second favouritism, by the way, at the moment, my word, Shirley. Absolutely. Um, I actually, actually backed up, sorry, at Cranbourne and won at Cranbourne as well last start. I should say that. I, I got mm. my races mixed up. Um, but last two start winners and, um, again, like I said, if it gets room here and finds a lead, very tough to beat. Now, we go to seven, who that Opal? Um, oh, yep. Look, very quick greyhound out the boxes and uh, is probably expected to lead this race. Mm. With the vacant box out in the pink now, it's going to get all the room that it needs. Uh, the question is, if it leads and uh, my word, Shirley, sits behind it, it's going to be a very interesting race because... Two-speed dogs going head-to-head, and it's likely going to be the scenario that we're going to see here. Uh, so, f- so for those who aren't in the know, if you're not in the know, um, the way that the boxes work is the one is on the inside and they go out from there. So when you talk about the speed and having to get across, um, it's going to be a bit easier for Houdat Opal, I'm assuming, because there's less dogs in the race, so it won't have to do as much work to get to the front at the start. Yeah, so obviously less dogs, less dogs to try and get across from the outside box, a wide draw being the, the eight. Um 
in these type of races, the interesting part about greyhound racing for, for people who aren't aware is that greyhounds can have characteristics where they can jump and go left, they can jump and go right, they can run straight. Uh, they're all individuals like people are. Uh, so when you've got a vacant box outside of you and nothing coming down on you uh, and you've got vacant area, you can work and move much more easier. Uh, and the seven's going to get that here. But likewise, uh, my word, Shelley's going to find that on her in, on the inside. So they're both going to have plenty of room, both being speed dogs, um, if who that opal crosses my word Shirley, I, I think it can hang on and it's mm. got the ability. But if my word Shirley hits a lead uh, off its run the other week at, at Cranbourne and Sale, uh, it's time to have been very impressive. Comprehensive uh, from you. And, and, and I think now the picture has been absolutely painted. So just to refresh, box one, say hi for Cello. Uh, we believe we're saying that correctly, Bags Australia, C-E-L-L-O, Bags Australia. Box two, Grudge for the business winning formula. Box three, Brady Shout for Anko Bolt Engineering. Box four, Fly High Billy for BST Services. Box six is my word, Shirley, for Transworks. And box seven, Who Dat Opal for BCA Inspections. And, of course, we did have a late scratching Monster Harley, so Melbourne RV Group will go into next week's Victorian Business Challenge. Um, as we say, uh, a race to be named after you if you are the winner. So uh, we're about two minutes away. Troy, so where, who is winning this race as far as you're concerned? I put who that opal on top. I just think it, it, it's reliable out the boxes, um, generally begins brilliantly all the time. So I, I think that's where we can be sure that it's going to lead. Uh, the six, my word, Shirley, I, I've got great respect for it in this race um, and I don't want to discount it, but it is possible that it could miss a start. Uh, and that's, a, that's mm. the only deciding factor that I come across is that who that opal is a reliable beginner. Beautifully done. I think you've picked the eyes out of this. I think you're 100% right. And and maybe, as I said before, the fact that we've had a couple of scratchings might just mean it's a bit easier um, for Houdat Opal. Look, one of the things we talk about greyhound racing, we, we never know the outcome. That's the beauty of it. There's no control. The animals are doing their own thing on the track. Uh, so... For anyone that's got a dog in the box one to four here, and I know we're talking about boxes six and seven as our favourites, box one to four here, anything can happen. If the six and the seven come out and bump each other or find each other, there's nothing to say that the inside dogs don't find the lead and uh, and be off and gone, especially a greyhound like Brady's Shout. If it happens to begin with them and the six and seven just bump and, and lose a bit of ground, uh, Brady's, Brady's Shout could be up there. Um, and that's the intriguing part about greyhound racing. It, it's There's no control, there's no human element in this once they're in those boxes. The um, every time I hear the were, the name Shirley, I, I always think of that line from Airplane Leslie Nielsen when he says, "Call me Shirley again, I'll plant you like a tree." When the person <laughs> says Shirley, it just always makes me laugh when I hear that name. So uh, my word, Shirley, has put a smile on my face today, and I wonder whether she'll put a smile on the face of Trans Works who have drawn her. So. We're about a minute away. So if you're wondering what the markets are doing, so if you've been listening to everything that Troy has said and you're thinking, okay, well, now that you've uh, told us exactly who's where and what's what, I'll let you know what uh, what the market is saying just before we jump. So number one, say hi, at the moment is at 5.50. Number two, Grudge has just come in from uh, about 80 one to $61. So definitely the long favourite there, number two, Grudge. Number three, Brady's Shout which the watchdog has as its third selection, um, is at $7. So some value there. Fly High Billy in box four at 20. Uh, my word, Shirley, has just got the blows a little bit. Out to 340 was 270 when we started this conversation, Troy. And who'd add Opal into $1.85? So um, 
going to be very hard to go past who that opal. I should just comment too that who that opal is dropping back a bit in class here too. It's coming from a Saturday races to yeah. a Wednesday class meeting, so it does have a bit of a class factor, but. Don't just count the six here. I think at those prices, it's looking quite juicy. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm yeah, sticking with a seven. I am sticking with a seven, yeah. but... Uh, so just remember, too, that My Word Shirley has won its last two races. Um, so definitely a contender. And not in slow time either, just no. for the record. Uh, so they are beginning to load in, and they won't be too far away from us. So, or not from us, but f- too far away for us to join them uh, at the Meadows. And we can see above the boxes, the Angel Sea... The winner from last week. Absolutely. So, done. Anglesey News and Lotto promoted up on their our board above the boxes. Which there it is. Uh, uh, sky uh, viewers we, are, we are people of our word, Troy Iwanek. We made it happen. There it is in, in, on the screens for everyone to see. So here we go. For the chance for your business to have a race named after it, they're pretty much ready for us. Let's drop in for race eight at the Meadows Victorian Business Challenge. Let's see how this plays out. Set to go. Green light, race eight, the Meadows, stand by for a start, set. Racing Houdat Opal out like a shot straight over the lead, settling by three lengths to say hi. It's worked out well for the favourite early. Running up to third, my word, Shirley, not too far away. Two lengths to Grudge, then Brady shout, fly high, Billy a length away last. Down the back and Houdat Opal, the leader, out by two lengths to say hi. The danger might be my word, Shirley, just starting to lengthen stride around the outside. Houdat Opal, the leader, gave a little bit of a kick, still by two lengths to my word, Shirley, as they turn. It's Houdat Opal clear, holding my word, Shirley, and with a five. 502 to the first mark. That's exactly where Houdat Opal won it. Houdat Opal by two lengths to my word, Shirley. Third Brady shout, then say hi. Followed by Grudge and fly high Billy last in. Tremendous speed throughout. 29.93 for Houdat Opal. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> oh, there we go. The Victorian Business Challenge run and won for a second week. And congratulations to BCA Inspection. Sorry, Troy. Who yep. um, that Opal, you again picked the eyes out of that. So not only have they had a win, but uh, my friend, you have gone uh, two in a row as well. Yeah, look, fantastic win there. And congratulations to our competition winners. Uh, just for the record, for those who follow form, that was an exceptional run by Who That Opal, a time-wise two on a Wednesday meeting to break the 30 seconds. Uh, very, yep. very great speed. Definitely one to follow. And I think definitely for punters out there, follow my word, Shirley. You know, we spoke about the form. That was a brilliant run too to take round off the leader. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, BCA Inspections, congratulations for you. The team at the Meadows will be in touch and give you all the details. But a $250 voucher to the Meadows when it reopens. A race next week to be named after your business, LED signage to boot. And, of course, we'll keep speaking about it on Midweek Meadows. If you'd like to get your business in for next week's Victorian Business Challenge. As I said, all you need to do is text us. 0499 736 736 is the number. Just text your business name, Midweek Meadows. That's all you need to do. And we would be speaking about your business and this particular race next week. We'll draw them out of a hat and hopefully you're one of the lucky contenders to get the race the next week named after you. It is that simple. A great initiative from the Meadows uh, and all your team there, Troy, and we're very, very proud to be a part of it. It's a a wonderful thing that you're doing for small business uh, in Victoria. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to the Midweek Meadows with Sam Hargrave and Troy Iwanek. Welcome back to Midweek Meadows. 
Wherever you might be listening, 1377 SEN track in Melbourne, 657 SEN track in Perth, 1575 SEN track in Wollongong, 99.1 SEN track in Atherton and 96.9 FM SEN track in Ingham, 801am in Gosford. Feel free to join us if you took exception to my proclamation that Victorian Greyhound Racing was far and away better than any other state around the place. Stick up for your state. We'd love to hear from you because you are listening to us all around Australia, especially crystal clear on the SEN app. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. But we focus very much in what's happening at the Meadows on Midweek Meadows. The clue is in the title. And one man, Troy Iwanek, who has a very, very big job, is track manager Corey Hiscock. Yeah, look, uh, he is unbelievable, in my opinion, as as track manager at the Meadows. Um, no one knows more about the tracks and how to manage them and get them right for the big nights and every race meeting. And uh, he's certainly... Look, we won't be able to keep too much of his time, but definitely looking forward to having this conversation. He joins us now. Good day, Corey. How are you going, Jen? We're very well. Hey, just paint the picture uh, for us. You're widely regarded as one of the best track curators in Australia, long-term employee of the Meadows and GRV. What does your role encompass? What's your day looking like today? Uh, okay, so that's a pretty broad question. So today it's a bit of an early start this morning to um, finish off track preparation for the, the race meeting today, which actually started a little bit earlier than normal today. Uh, so that uh, might involve some uh, levelling off the track, maybe a bit of rolling, watering. Effectively, uh, we um, maintain a certain uh, level with the track in relation to moisture content and firmness of the track. So we take uh, diagnostic readings prior to the race meeting and during the race meeting. And uh, so those that data is helping me in what I've got to do to the track to maintain a level of consistency with it to ensure it races uh, consistently and safely throughout the entire course of the meeting, which today runs for about four hours. Corey, Troy here, mate. I uh, really appreciate you coming on. We know you're very busy at the track today. And uh, as I said, okay. I'm very excited to have you here. Um, you also do the, the lure driving as well. Uh, that would obviously be a very uh, concentrating, involved job where you've got to be watching the, in- the front dog, but also what's going on behind as well. Do you want to give us a bit of a run through on, on how you feel about that and, and how intensive it is? <coughs> Uh, yeah, well, actually, today I am the uh, the GRV lure driver today for the meeting. So uh, I'm sitting up above the meadows in the in the tower upstairs, and uh, effectively driving the lure for each race has some uh, rules and regulations around it, and uh, also some pretty strong integrity measures around uh, myself and and uh, the fact that we're we're not allowed to uh, gamble on any of the racing codes, or uh, we're also um, got to ensure we have no conflict of interest with uh, like relatives training greyhounds and stuff like that um but for the actual race itself so the lure the lures in victoria have an automated run-up where the lure is um computer driven to the boxes so it's identical for every race at every track in victoria so once the uh, the starter puts on the green light after our, our loading process I activate that system and effectively take control of the lure once it triggers the boxes open and uh, from that point, your aim is to drive, we have a scope between eight and five metres in front of the leading greyhounds throughout the race. Uh, and that's not necessarily right at the beginning of the race because you're also wanting to um, get the race to run as cleanly as possible. So we like the dogs to sight the lure at the start and encourage them to run in a nice straight line down to the first turn. And, and effectively, they, they get down to the, the five to eight metres around the first turn. And from there, you're... 
concentrating really strongly because uh, clearly there can be incidents in races where greyhounds might check one another, lose a little bit of speed. Um, so you're adjusting the lure to ensure that distance stays the same as the race progresses. So um, what a lot of people probably don't realise is the speed differences that dogs have during a race. Um, like in a normal 525 metre race here at the Meadows, the greyhounds after they've run probably about 40 metres are doing about 35 k's an hour. By the time they've run 100 metres, they're doing up near 70 k's an hour. Uh, they slacken off a little bit of the speed approaching the back straight, but once they straighten and balance up again, they actually increase their speed again, and they get up to around about the 68 k's again. And then in the last 200 metres, they just gradually lose a little bit of speed. They're doing about 58 k's when they pass the winning post. So the lure drivers are actually adjusting the lure consistently throughout a race to to keep that uh, distance correct. And, and it is an enticement, so we're trying to ensure the dogs chase nice and hard all the way to the winning post. Uh, that is absolutely fascinating. Oh, I, I had no idea that it was that involved. So thank you uh, so much. Stay right with us, please, Corey. We've got a couple more questions for no you worries. before we let you go. But we've got the next at Bendigo, which is race two, about to jump. There we go. That's uh, the latest at Bendigo. Uh, so we're not too far away from race 10 at the Meadows, which is in seven minutes. But we're lucky to be joined by the track manager at the Meadows. His time is precious. We've got him for a couple more minutes. Corey, um, I'd be fascinated to know for you how you found the challenges of the last couple of, or well, the last few months uh, during COVID. Um, there's a, a lot to get through. There's certain protocols and procedures that, that have to be followed. Uh, how have you personally found it? Uh, not too bad. The biggest challenge for me was I was in Bali when it all kicked off, so I had to do isolation when I got, got home for 14 days. But um, outside of that, it's, it's quite eerie at race meetings now that um, there's no public on course, so it changes sort of, I guess, your um, state of mind over the course of the week that um, it, it, it can leave you a little bit flat from that point of view. Um, but certainly on course like uh, GRV and the clubs and uh, through the integrity departments of stewards and staff have ensured that all the relevant uh, social distancing has taken place. All ground meetings uh, see all staff and participants temperature checked as they come onto the court. So it actually um, allows you a little bit of confidence walking around that you you might not be uh, in a position where you're going to be exposed to COVID-19, but it's certainly um, presented some challenges for the industry across the board. Uh, well, uh, we won't hold you up too much longer, Corey. We know you've got to get you back uh, driving the lure. That's OK. Get ready for the stir up. Uh, generally in track prep, um, I guess a lot of people who don't know much about track think so they just run around on a dirt track and we, we grade it every now and then and that's it. But there's obviously a lot more that goes into it. There's a lot more mm. in terms of layers, uh, in terms of every every after every race, we obviously fill in all the holes. Tracks are cambered. Um, There's it, a lot that goes into it, isn't there? It's not just a simple process of just let's get the tractor out and make it look pretty. There certainly is. So um, I've been doing it a fair bit, uh, fair length of time myself. I started off at Bendigo in the in the mid '80s, and uh, I came to the Meadows when we ra laid the sand down on the uh, on the track in uh, the end of 1998. Since then, I've I've changed the track a little bit at the Meadows in relation to its banking and um, also just the way I prepare the track. You clearly, with experience, you get better as you're going along. But um, I think about three or four years ago, I increased the banking on the turns at the Meadows. And I, I guess I, I probably look at things a little commonsensical in that um, because Greyhounds actually alter speed on the way around the turn, uh, it didn't quite make sense to me that a, a turn would have the same banking all the way around it. 
So um, you, I guess in my mind, my objective is to get a race run as cleanly as possible. So I, I don't want to feel getting to a certain part of the track and, and the track might be, the banking might be pushing that field towards the rail and actually causing interference. So there's subtle changes I've introduced to the, to the track uh, layout and landscape over the years, but um, certainly it's a, it's a seven day a week job. It's, uh, I've, I've had moments where I've come in in the middle of the night because uh, we've had heavy rain and there's a race meeting the next day and so forth like that. So it's very much um, changes from day to day depending on the, on the weather. And um, also like we're, we're pretty heavily used here at the Meadows. We're doing at the moment around about 250 trials a week as well over two days and we, we race on two other days. So on those off days, it's, it's, um, there can be anything from uh, turning over or harrowing the track to uh, grading of the, of the surface and ensuring that, that those levels are kept in check. And, and then, uh, as I said earlier, we've got some diagnostics that we, we aim to get to for, for race meetings and trial sessions. So, so uh, for example, today the track is, uh, has readings taken of the, the moisture and the firmness every uh, three races. And basically what I'm aiming for is that the track surface is identical for the last race as it was for the first race. And um, where possible, aiming for it to be as safe and consistent as possible. It's, it's important to me that all greyhounds get to go home at the end of the day and don't um, pull up sore. And uh, it's just as important to me that the track races consistently, consistently from a, a gambling point of view because... Uh, uh, like experience today, we've had a couple of races where Graham's won races and basically run identical time that they have over the past few weeks. So that's the sort of thing I'm looking at as well. As, as, um, it's important that form can read really consistently for uh, our punters because at the end of the day, that's what um, governs the, the sport in relation to our finances. So that's that's important as well. But yeah, there's a lot a lot goes into it that people probably don't. Um, no, and uh, they just turn up and sort of see a, a level damp track and away they go. Corey, uh, we'd go, love to keep talking to you, but we know you've got a couple of minutes to get ready for the next race, mate. That was so informative, fascinating to hear just how much goes into what you do. We really appreciate your time and thank you for everything you do at the Meadows. Not a problem, Sam. Thank you. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to the Midweek Meadows with Sam Hargrave and Troy Iwanek. We're five minutes away from race 11 at the Meadows. Before we welcome in our next guest, Troy Iwanek, just repeat your numbers, please, and where you think your top choice is for race 11. Yeah, look, fantastic race this month, and I think this is a form race we can follow. Uh, I've gone 2-1-3-6. Uh, the two on top, Paddy Lee, I thought it came from a race at Ballarat just recently, which it did get beaten. It ran second, but it was very unlucky on the home corner. They went very fast, and, and the race actually I think was a brilliant form race as well. Some very talented dogs in it. Uh, the one on... Second, Yano Bale, I think it's got a great chance on the inside off the red. With confidence in the three, absolutely went super at uh, sale recently. And if it does lead, I think it will be winning. But I'm thinking the two can lead it. Uh, and the six, I, I thought, was just such a consistent greyhound. You've got to put it in there somewhere. It always is it thereabouts in the placings. 
Nicely done. We'll bring that to you in just a moment. But first, a quick chat with a young man by the name of Mitchell Bayer who won a competition run by the Meadows last year. Uh, the club was looking for new talent to assist with an on with on-course interviews. We heard Troy explain it earlier. Mitch won the $2,000 first prize plus the opportunity to host alongside our very own Jason Bonington and Liz Whelan. He's been doing a fantastic job and has been able to stay around the club ever since. And he's been good enough to jump on to tell us a little bit more about himself. G'day, Mitch. Hey guys, how are you going? Yeah, very well, Mitch. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, I just want to talk to you firstly about, if you want to tell the viewers, how you got started in greyhound racing, how your interest came about. Um, no, I first started, geez, when I was a, would have been a little baby, my old man um, used to go down to his mate's place down in Anarchy, uh, Jeff Bate, brother of Graham, and uh, we used to head down there, he used to take me down as a little baby, and from there I used to watch Dad and his mate race dogs and train them and breed them, and uh, got to a stage where I wanted to get some of my own and brought them home to where I currently live in Wandon and my dad and I have a set up here where we have probably 15, 20 dogs. So uh, that's how it all come about when I was yeah, a little fella going down Anarchy every week. Awesome. Now, tell us also about, uh, I know we touched on before about the competition when you won it at the Meadows, but tell us about the yep. night. Like, what was your experience? Did you enjoy it? What was it like working with Jason Bonington? Uh, any, any, oh, any good stories you can tell us about him while we're here? Uh, that are oh, suitable for air, please. That are suitable for yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Well, it was the first time I'd ever met Jason uh, and Liz, to be honest. So um, I was going in a bit, you know, just underdone as someone who hadn't done much media work. But working with those guys, geez, they made the night fantastic. They're so confident. And obviously, I think Jason's been dual code, so he's been in harness as well. Um, he had a great experience. Um, well, it gave me a great experience for the night and taught me the basics, I suppose, and to, just to be confident and be yourself. And obviously I love being around the greyhounds as it is and it was just a fantastic opportunity and fantastic night and couldn't have asked for two better people to show me how it's done, I suppose. And you've, you've gone on now too to work with GRV on a few big meetings as well where they've got you to do their social medias and, and interviews as well. How have you found that? Yeah, I, um, Molly contacted me a while back just before the Shep Cup and the Horsham Cup as she was away in New Zealand and said, Mitch, would you, would you like to take the opportunity to do the Horsham Cup interviews and Shepparton Cup interviews? And I said, yeah, definitely, I'd love to do that. So I ventured on up to Horsham and Shepparton. I hadn't been up to, hadn't been to the racetracks there before, so it was, it was all new to me, but it was fantastic night of racing. You get some of the best dogs going around and uh, it, was, it was something I, I'll remember for a long, long time. It's one of those things, isn't it, uh, Mitch? And I don't know, when you talk about your experience, and, and it was great advice from Jason, but it's funny, we would anyone ever ask me about, you know, doing media for the first time or being on air for the first time? Um, and I just always say to them, especially if it's about something you love, and I say, well, what topic do you know any more about than this? So there's nothing to be nervous about because if we would have a conversation about anything in the world off air and I'll just say, pick one topic you know more about than anything, and it was what you were yep. just about to speak about, then there's nothing really to be nervous about. Once you settled in, did you find that? Did you, did you find yourself thinking, what was I worried about? I know what, what I'm talking about here. Yeah, definitely. That's I've always said. I, I love. I could speak greyhounds all day to people. There you go. Uh, even if they even if they don't know much about it, I'm you know I'm more than willing to you know teach them about the industry and you know tell them how, how good the industry is. And when when I first you know obviously first night I was there, I was a little bit nervous at first. I hadn't done done much like it, but then it was just second nature. Virtually, obviously, you, I watch dogs day in day out uh, all across you know Victoria and. And obviously, when you have a knowledge of greyhounds and a background of them, it makes life a lot easier when it comes to talking about them. And when you're so passionate about them, and like as I said, I breed them and, and rear them and that, so it's a, it's a strong passion of mine. So it made it, yeah, really easy to talk about. 
Well, we really appreciate you jumping on, mate. Congratulations on, first of all, winning the competition, but obviously doing a good enough job that there's more opportunities presenting for you. So that's a feather in your cap. Absolutely. All it takes is one opportunity, and you seem to have grabbed it with both hands, and we're wrapped for you. And thanks for coming on and sharing a little bit of your story on Midweek Meadows. Not a worry at all, guys. Thanks for your time, and thanks for the Meadows who give me the opportunity to start with.